0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put the shades on, fasten your seatbelt, and mash the gas pedal because it's time for automation avenue a podcast for retail and financial leaders looking for ways to automate and accelerate their businesses well folks we're back again for another episode of the automation avenue podcast and today we're going to talk about the changing landscape with financial institutions you know for a while it's been a slippery slope but folks banks, credit unions, they're starting to get out of survival mode and they're looking for ways to grow their business.
1: Yeah, George, I'm I'm really pretty excited about this podcast. So we w- we wanted to deep dive a little around strategies in the community banking and credit union space for how they can really focus on growing their business without having to add these large traditional branches that have been kind
0: of the the way of the of the past and how how can they grow their business what what can they do now folks i do want to do a quick shout out if you have any questions about anything we talk about in today's podcast make sure you reach out to sean at qds underscore lion for your answers now i see here sean we're going to talk about some commercial clients and maybe devices and locations why don't you talk us through that for a little bit
1: yeah, so, you know, as as many institutions have been fairly successful with remote deposit capture, either via a check scanner on their business's um, desk or even with the rise of mobile phone capture, uh, you can do kind of the same thing with cash. So there has been a big rise of smart safes in the market. And if you look at just about every armored car carrier out there, whether that be Loomis, Dunbar, Brinks, uh, Garda, so on and so forth, they all have kind of their own smart safe program. And the way that works and the current business model for that is hey, maybe I've got a client that's either bringing deposits to me daily, or maybe they're even paying one of those armored cars to pick up deposits and take it to the bank daily um, for security reasons. So this program is really driven by having a, a device, almost a little mini bank branch in a box in their business, and they simply deposit funds into that on a daily basis, and that's... That smart safe then transmits those totals to the bank so the bank knows what to give that customer credit for. And now the armor car is only picking up maybe once a week or once every other week uh, and then basically verifying those totals. So if I'm the bank, I've been giving maybe five, six, $10,000 provisional credit a day, and when the armored car goes back and picks that up at the end of the week, they verify that, yep, you know $50,000 has been deposited in this safe, that matches back up to what the bank has been giving
0: credit for, uh, and that's really how that process
1: works today.
0: You know, Sean, actually, when I was reading these notes, I saw this rise of the smart safe. I actually thought we were going to be talking about some type of new movie coming out potentially. But now that I know what we're talking about, what does this mean for the next generation? How does this uh, affect uh, or create kind of this differentiation, if you will? Yeah, so you know most of the business model is set and and the financial institution has
1: very few choices in how they drive that program so they they can typically only participate in one part of that program which is giving that provisional credit we here at QDS have a machine that is kind of taking this business model the next generation where the financial institution may have a lot more choice around how they can deliver this model to the business so Maybe it's that the fact that the financial institution would buy the equipment from us as the supplier and be able to lease that to their customer if their customer was, say, interested in financing that deal. Instead of that being an evergreen lease, which is really what the armored cars are providing today, that may be a five-year term note allowing them to finance that as opposed to having to pay for that forever. Another way that we could provide that is to actually lease it directly to their customer and then that instance, they would simply be the one providing provisional credit, but they don't have to worry about the service delivery model, all that kind of stuff. Taking it to the next level, the actual hardware, instead of just being deposit only, has added a recycling module to that. So for the financial institution, instead of just being a me too, this allows them to drive additional value for running that commercial client's business. So we take potentially a business model like a McDonald's franchisee, and maybe that bank is local to one or two of those locations, but the franchisee owns eight or 10 locations. So how can I bring all of those deposits into my institution and provide value back to that franchisee, even though my local branch is not convenient to some of the other locations. Well, by providing a Essentially, a branch in their location and giving them a device that actually can help them manage their internal cash flow for, say, creating tills or uh, selling cash and transferring cash between cashiers and shifts. I'm providing a value added service as opposed to, well, you know, we've got an armor car that can come provide you a safe for deposit, but you can't make change orders out of that really. Uh, you can't manage your tills. Uh, with the device, so I'm bringing an additional piece of value to the commercial client at a very similar price point to what most of these armored car smart safe programs cost.
0: So, you know, some people might kind of be wondering what we're talking about, you know, h- how they can implement it, and and it really sounds like maybe we're talking about deposit automation ATMs here. Um, maybe shed a light onto that.
1: So, our, our next category about how these folks can grow as deposit automation ATMs. So if I look as a, an institution at my market, I'm, I'm probably either trying to grow my market share in that market, or I'm trying to expand into new markets. Well, if I'm gonna plop a two or $3 million branch down in, a, in an emerging market, it's gonna take me a while to really make that location profitable. If I look at my cost per transaction, if, if I can literally put a deposit automation ATM which is going to image checks as well as accept cash deposits literally at the ATM, I can have essentially a mini branch footprint in this market for roughly $50,000. So if I look at a 2 or 3 million dollar branch, I could potentially go to a new market, find some good locations and have drive-up deposit automation ATMs and I can watch that transaction level and as if as my usage and market share of that ATM grows, then maybe it might be time for us to put a branch there to support the growing customer base. And maybe you've got a very good loan officer that's really driving commercial business in that area and you can put a couple strategically located deposit automation ATMs to help support that person until it makes sense to build that two to three million dollar branch, which as we'll get to later, may not be a two to three million dollar branch anymore, George.
0: So, Sean, uh, I'm curious, and I'm sure the listeners are curious as well. Do you have a good story that shows visibility into this model that you've been speaking about? Sure, George. I, I recently had the uh, opportunity to travel down to Jacksonville, Florida, and kind of that
1: Ponte Vedra Beach market, and Chase. Uh, who has been one of the innovators out in the market space and who has also been one of the few banks building branches. They did a real interesting thing with that Jacksonville market. They only built, I'm going to say, eight or ten branches in the market, but they have close to 70 ATMs in that market. And they really have done a great job with their branding all of the main drags and big shopping centers and areas in Jacksonville you see the chase blue and this ATM that is deposit automation enabled with a nice blue canopy over the top of it so for a fraction of the cost of what it would cost them to input or or to build 50 branches, they've really scattered out amongst that that whole market this concept. And you really notice it as you're driving around, you must think, well, Chase must be the leading bank in this market just because you see their brand and that blue. Everywhere And it resonates. So I think that's a great example of if I want to grow my market share and my awareness, I can do it a lot more cost effectively with ATMs and maybe a very attractive wrap. Or, you know, if you have a really bright logo structure that people are going to resonate with. You can really pump that blue or that green or that red, whatever, whatever color embodies your brand as an institution and where people begin to see that everywhere. And it gives you that feeling of market presence and customer touch points well beyond your size of your branch network. Yeah, I
0: definitely love that story. And for me, it really shows how um, banks, credit unions, financial institutions, that they can start to build branches when it's necessary versus just to build a branch, to build a branch. You know, and one thing that came to my mind, Sean, when you were talking about that was it almost, to me, it almost feels like we're getting into this technology or or maybe technology versus these neighborhood branches.
1: Yeah, so now... Um, Now let's say we've got some business coming in and and maybe we're getting to the point where that transaction volume may may justify a branch. So how can I leverage the technology that's available in the market today and go into these desirable locations that uh, I think could really drive my business? But I want to keep minimal staff and I really want to drive my operational costs of these locations down. Uh, So maybe I'm looking at investing in, say, uh, college branches or there's up and coming retail uh, and residential development sections that are really attractive growth markets for me. But, you know, it's going to take them a little time to get going. How can I leverage technology? to build a smaller location that can serve that community without having to spend two three million dollars so you've seen with the rise of technology these neighborhood branches that may be a thousand square feet 1500 square feet uh, that are really focused on uh, account acquisition uh, really servicing that customer base with a revenue model and really driving Uh, what products can I get and really focus on consulting. So by putting technology in these branches, which may be self-service kiosks, it may be deposit automation ATMs, it may be cash automation with cash recyclers, I can enable that branch to be staffed maybe part-time. Maybe I've got, you know, I think of a college branch, maybe I only have to have that um, very engaging person in there three times a week for a couple of hours because my technology is servicing that location 24-7. So maybe it's part-time. Maybe this is a location that never has any staff there whatsoever, but the tools are there and that location presence is there to really drive it. But I think most people are really focusing on I want that staff member that's there, maybe that's one person, maybe that's two people, really focused on revenue and how can I drive that relationship with that customer. And if they do have a transaction that they need to do, I have a piece of technology there that can help them get that done. But my... My universal banker or my staff member that's there is really focused on listening and seeing if they can find a product that would help that customer or member achieve their financial goals.
0: You know, Sean, I'm really loving this model that you're putting forth because for me it comes down to one word and that's flexibility. Right? You're very flexible to if you need to build a branch in the first place. And then when you do decide to do that, you can be flexible on your staffing as well, depending upon your goals. And you know I just want to touch on this. You you kind of blew past it really quick. That part time or no time. Just so everybody out there knows that no time employees are very profitable. That's right. That is absolutely <laughs> true. They uh, they don't get sick. They they don't have
1: to show up for work because they don't have to be there. That's it. And I think uh, you know with the rise of some of the video technology out there. You know, by not having staff on site, you may have staff elsewhere that you can further leverage to say, Hey, if we really do want that personal feel and if we're a community institution and we're trying to differentiate ourselves from the Wells Fargo's, the Chase's, the B of A's, we still want to have that personal touch. Well, that may be driven through some sort of video technology uh, that may be a part of every transaction or only transactions when people want help. So I, I think there's a way to leverage that video into your strategy. Not that that's the only way to do it, but if you look at ways to grow your business without having to add that non-interest expense of staff, video can be a powerful way to do that through these technology branches uh, or other ATMs out in your fleet.
0: Yeah, Sean, this episode has been very enlightening, very flexible, to say the least. Why don't you go ahead and summarize this up for the listeners, maybe give them some ideas of, you know, how they can start to implement uh, things we've talked about, some other things for profitable growth patterns. Yeah. So I I think outside of
1: mergers and acquisitions, which is really going on in the community space right now to help absorb some of that cost of compliance and regulatory burden that this government has put on the financial institution space, there are a couple strategies to grow your business without having to add a lot of operational expense. So again, we talked about having a device that can accept cash in your commercial client's office. So whether that be partnered with a check solution or just just uh, an environment that is very heavy cash. There is kind of that smart safe or smart safe 2.0, as we like to call it, for how you can get that cash and those deposits into your bank without having to add operational expense behind that. We talked about taking deposit automation ATMs as a strategy, whether that's to grow your existing market share in your area if you want to be a market leader in that particular area or as a, as a way to launch into a new market where you'd like to gain some market share to really establish your brand at a much lower cost point than building a, a brick and mortar branch. And again, you look at that cost structure. If I can put you know, 10 or 20 deposit automation ATMs, maybe even 30 out in a market for the cost of one location and keep my transaction costs down because I'm imaging those transactions, I can really establish a market presence and see based on transaction volume, hey, maybe this spot is a good, you know, we thought we were going to build a branch here, but looking at our ATM volume in this market, we really need to be over in this market is where our, our customers seem to be driving that. And then how can I leverage technology if I decide I do want to build a branch in that location that I don't have to build the five or 10,000 traditional uh, branch that I've built in the past? I can use self-service kiosks and cash automation and video technology to build that thousand square foot, 1500 square foot, maybe it's even a lease space or a college branch and really keep my operational expenses down but find an optimal way through technology to service my customers and members in that area and drive ultimately what we're looking for and that's profitable growth and that's what we do here at Automation Avenue is drive automate and accelerate your business
0: absolutely folks remember i am george b thomas and he is at qds underscore lion on the Twitter sphere. if you have any questions for us about your cash automation or branch transformation needs make sure you reach out and as always continue to mash that gas pedal and automate to your success